Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. You wanted to come with it, done it, we got it with punishment. Youngest is confident, but they hear the what we coming with. Others in love with the drug and this man, we just running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them loving it. man so hi sean hello <laughs> are you getting used to having your face on facebook when you check your timeline now it's a little overwhelming i have to like uh click uh i would like not like to see notifications like this <laughs> yeah i definitely muted those after i saw my face pop up a couple times yeah i'm like i'm like oh man i look bad like i do now but this is this is fine this is me on a wednesday yeah like i'll like I'll like put on like NBA apparel for these episodes like every week just since I know we're like filming them. Sean is like, whatever. <laughs> it's if, you, like, if you catch me shirtless on a on a Tuesday, it is what it is. Yeah, it's just because right. I'm lazy. <laughs> so, that's that's fine. Is, that's all right. This is me. This is me in my my natural state. White T-shirt. I'm like a <laughs> I'm like a greaser who's not a greaser. It's true though. It's true. Yeah. Like if if like you saw Sean walk out right now and he had a Thunderbird jacket on. You would think he didn't know what decade he was in. It's true. That's yeah. true. That sounds like something I would do. It does sound like <laughs> something you'd do. You're right. Um, so let's go ahead. Uh, we're going to talk about, obviously, the, the playoffs so far. Uh, I'll probably dive a little bit into Billy Donovan and OKC parting ways. And then maybe we'll give you a little bit of our mini reactions to NBA 2K for the little bit we've gotten to play so far. Um, Got a lot to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go ahead and start with Let's start with the Heat Buck series because it's obviously over. Miami over. wins in a best of five. Wow. And yeah, just crazy. Obviously, Giannis is out. Yeah, Giannis it, it gets injured in game four, leaves, I think, in the first or second quarter and doesn't play game five at all. Um, but they were already down 3 0 before he got hurt. Yeah. So I don't really know. Like, I don't really take anything away from his injury saying, oh, like, oh, no. no, no. I feel like everybody, I, I feel like. Anyone who is a fan of Giannis, like myself, um, Same. Any, anybody who's a fan of the NBA, it's like we saw Durant go down last year in a situation where it was like you knew the series was kind of swinging the other way. Right. You know, and it was like last-ditch effort, let's throw Durant out there, see what he's got, and he hurt himself, and he's, he hasn't played basketball in well over a year now. So, um, you know, and Giannis is such a big draw for the NBA. Um when I saw him get hurt uh, two games ago and, and tweaked the ankle. And I mean, it was a nasty looking tweak too. Yeah, it was kind of gruesome. And then have him hurt it again. I was like, you know what? He, he has played his ass off. He has done everything he can do, but this Miami heat team is just too much. And I was totally, totally, totally. Okay. I feel like the general public kind of assumed that the Miami heat were going to win. But the but the Bucks gave him a good fight those last two games. They did, yeah. But then there was also some weird stuff like they're down eight with like four seconds to go and they're fouling and it's like, what are you Jim doing? Jim Boylan move, man. <laughs> right, total Boylan move for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously Miami just like took it to a whole new level. Um, Jimmy Butler, like we've 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 talked enough about how great he's been and just the perfect fit of the Heat and Jimmy Butler. And we've mentioned all these guys every week now for, you know, since the season started back up. 
uh, just yeah. how, how much we like this team, how fun they are. They are an Eastern Conference final contender team. My personal opinion, I think they will win the Eastern Conference. Um, Ooh, I like it. Yeah, I just think that, you know, I think they have more pieces in the Celtics. You, you think too. the momentum is, is swinging more towards the heat? Because I, I, I don't know what it is, man, but, like, I, I feel like the Celtics are just if – if the Celtics can make it past the Raptors, I, I don't know, man. So here's my thing. How do you feel? Um, I get what you're saying because I think Tatum is really better than anyone on the heat besides Butler. Sure. Um, and Bam. I don't think he's better than Bam. I don't think the Celtics have anyone that can guard Bam. Like, I like Daniel Tice. He's an awesome defender. But Enos Kanter can't do it. Yeah, Enos Kanter certainly cannot play defense. No. Um, if Enos Kanter played for the Lakers right now, he would not be playing in this Rocket series. Um, yeah, no. No, I completely agree with that. Yeah, but you know the Jalen Browns and situations like that. It's just the Heat have so many guys that can throw at you, so many shooters. Iguodala has looked really good since the bubble um, for them, as far as being that veteran guy off the bench. And Jay Crowder has had like a resurgence again, where he's just pretty good at basketball. Oh God, yeah, he's been he's been great. He's such a he's such a glue guy, man. I love yeah. Jay Crowder. He's such a he's such a good dude, and he was so good with the Celtics a couple years ago, and like. You know, and he's got a chip on his shoulder, and like I, I, I really, really like what he's bringing this year. Yeah, like when he was playing for the Jazz for that bit after Cleveland traded him, I saw him wear that jersey for the first time. I was like, "Don't like it. He needs nah, to go somewhere else. Not nah, a good looking jersey." He did, he did not belong in Utah. <laughs> no, you know who else doesn't belong in Utah? Anybody. Anybody except yeah. for maybe I don't know, John Stockton. Right, Stockton Malone Stockton, and like Mark Eaton. Malone. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. Those are the guys. Yeah. Um, but also, I just think that this we're, what we really saw in that, in that series compared to where we're going to go into Boston is this just shows you how good Spolstra is. Um, yeah, yeah. And he's obviously a way better coach than Budenholzer. That whole <laughs> Miami Heat organization. <laughs> you were like, he's obviously a way better coach. <laughs> like, yeah. There's no matter of fact or anything. Like, yeah, that's... It's really how it is. I agree with you. Uh, Spose coached the best. He's had to coach some bum teams. Um, but he's but even always, those bum teams, he still won like 37 games even, with them. Even the bum teams, he, he coached well and got – he's one of those guys – he's one of those coaches who gets the best out yeah. of his, his team. And what he has been able to accomplish with this roster, with um, you know a Duncan Robinson, with a first-year Tyler Hero – um, you know, with Bam, you know, uh, who, you know, we, we were talking, you know, on a group text, you know, if he would have went to Chicago, probably wouldn't have worked out as well for him Not at in all. the grand scheme of things. So uh, he would probably ended up injured or something. <laughs> but uh, he's gotten the most out of all those players. He's added a perennial all-star in Jimmy Butler. Um, and they've all bought into that system that he's the leader. He's the all-star. And Jimmy Butler has pushed all of those guys along with Spo to, to just be a, a wonderful, wonderful team um, that nobody saw coming. I thought they'd be really good. I didn't think they'd be this good. Oh yeah. 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 Like, you know I what thought, I mean? Like I thought I was like, okay, they'll make the playoffs. They'll probably win the first round and they'll probably like, take the bucks to six. I was, I, I was saying they were going to be, I, when I, when I was thinking about it, I was like, ah, they'll be like the six, seventh seed. Like that would be it, and you know they might make they might win a series, but like this is I, to me like from 
what I thought they were going to do at the beginning of the season to now, I, they've really impressed me. Yeah, I think it said they're the first five seed to make the conference finals since Memphis in 2013. Oh, yeah, and I, I forgot all about that team. Yeah. That was, a, that was another, like, super gritty team. Yeah, they do kind of remind me a lot of that Memphis style of play where it's just, like, play yeah. it all out, and uh, they die for loose balls, and they friggin' fight for rebounds. And I'll tell you, like, Tyler Hero is really good at throwing lobs. Really good at yeah, it. Yeah, he's a great facilitator. Great <laughs> yeah. facilitator. He's a playmaker, man. He is a playmaker. I really like what he can do. Um, love to see that they've and, – and can we just go – just talk about just how well the Heat have drafted over the last couple of years? Yeah, we've been talking about that for decades, it feels I know, like. I know, but I mean, it's, it's, it's you know – I mean, they did, they did draft Shabazz Napier to <laughs> – they did because they wanted to keep LeBron. Tweet, because LeBron put out a tweet once. They were like, well, maybe we should get him. Has anyone talked to him? No, but yeah. let's just do it. Yeah. You know, didn't work out. But, and then like, he unfollowed LeBron when LeBron went and signed with uh, Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, they've drafted very, very well uh, over the last couple of years. Um, Bam wasn't super – what was Bam drafted at? He was late lottery late lottery 14 or something like that 12 14 yeah in that, in, that, um, in that range and he's what is this his second year third he was in the marketing draft okay okay so he's this was his third year and he, he's he's an all-star so um great obviously jimmy butler was the 30th pick i mean they didn't draft him but like these are all guys that have been a lot of these guys have been drafted lower um and uh you know it's it's incredible to see what they've gotten out of these guys. They they're just squeezing every ounce of talent out of them for the playoffs right now, and it's great. And you know, I mean, I imagine even even after this wonderful season, whether they win an NBA championship or 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 not, um, I imagine they'll probably have another pretty big off season splash of some sort. I agree. Um... Here's the thing about the Miami Heat that people kind of like don't really think about the grand scheme of things. Just to put something in context, so this franchise is 32 years old. So they started in 1988. Yeah. They have been in five NBA championships in 30 years. It's incredible. Yeah. As a, you know, like in the context of things, you're like, oh, there's 25 years in to make it sure. And other than yeah. like the Warriors, the Bulls, and the Lakers and the Spurs, no one else can say that. You know, like. Well, yeah, but that's this. This is all completely attributed to having Pat Riley, yeah, uh, in your front office for twenty-five years. You know, um, without him, none of this happens. I agree. I yeah. completely agree. He is unbelievable, and yeah. there's no denying it. One of the one of the best uh, talent evaluators, probably in the history of the NBA, um, and I hear that he still just goes to practices and watches they'll be, it'll be still like a completely empty gym it'll be like two of the players and he'll be watching everything they're doing like yeah he is still that tuned in to player development and he's just he's he's he prides himself on finding the diamonds in the rough and he does it every year yeah and it's it's awesome i mean there are you know we didn't even mention goran Dragic and kendrick nunn and how big they've been kendrick nunn yeah, started kendrick nunn. Yeah. majority of the season and yeah. now he's coming off the bench in the playoffs he was a he was a rookie of the year uh he was second for rookie of the year yeah so i mean it's it, it's great yeah i agree 
Um, let's talk about the Lakers and Rockets real quick since the other two series are kind of going on. So right now we are taping during the fourth quarter of the Celtics-Raptors game. It is 98-98 with two minutes to go. So we're keeping an eye on that while we talk about everything else. If you're watching, you can obviously see it in the background on Sean's screen. Um, but looking at – let's talk about you – know, so the Lakers last night played Houston, obviously, for game three. It was 1-1 from over the weekend. Houston demolished him game one. And you could see the adjustments were kind of starting in game two. Um, L.A. gets out to that huge start where they're up 21. And then Houston makes a comeback, takes the lead, but then, you know, the Lakers still somehow find a way to win that game. And then last night, you know, they're abysmal defensively in the first half. They are awful, but LeBron has like 29 points in the first half. And the second half, obviously, they lock up. They play excellent defense. Um, and playoff Rondo comes to town. So, Sean, playoff a- Rondo comes to town. Yes, he you, did. You were, a, you were a doubter on playoff Rondo this year, too. You know what? And evidence sh- showed me otherwise, and I should have paid attention to evidence. I should have paid attention to science. because Science. <laughs> so let's think about it. All right, so let's go back to – let's go all the way back to Boston here because I think – it seems to think like when people bring up like that era of the Celtics, it's always like, well, Garnett, Pierce, now. And in the first year, yes, totally, absolutely. Yeah. Like 2010, when they went back to the finals and they lost to the Lakers – he was the best part on that team that season. Like it wasn't like yeah. Paul Pierce was incredible. He or, was a, he was a triple double machine that year. Yeah, like yeah. there were games when he had like six points and like sixteen assists. Like he yeah. was just like that kind of and, dude. And who can who can ever forget his epic first round battle with Derrick Rose? Yeah, when Garnett just, went down that year after they won the title in two thousand nine. I mean, it was probably one of the most incredible uh, player on player series that I've ever seen because they went at it. They did, and they it was awesome. They were both incredible. They were both incredible in that series. Yeah, that's, and then 2010, he outplays LeBron in his yeah. last series with the Cavs. Yeah. Like, and he's like, you know, like he was the best player in that series too. Yeah. So it's like, again, this is evidence is in front of me, and I'm going, yeah, but there's regular season Rondo. And then, you know, that, first, that series in Chicago, uh, when he's playing for the Bulls against the Celtics, they go up 2-0. He's awesome. He is so good in game two. Just like plays incredible. And then, of course, he gets hurt, and the Bulls lose the next four, haven't been back to the playoffs since. The next year, the six-seed Pelicans lose Boogie. Boogie goes out for the year. Him and Anthony Davis lead them past the three-seed Blazers in a sweep. They just had this, like, chemistry, this connection. You're seeing it now with this Laker team. Um, so, yes, playoff Rondo is definitely, like, a thing. And I listened to uh, Locked on Lakers today, and they were laughing about the, like, I can deal with 82 games of bad Rajon Rondo to win 16 when we need to. And I totally agree with that because that's what's happening. In the the last two games, he's just been absolutely incredible. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's been great to see. He's one of those guys who always turns it on during the playoffs. Uh, I also remember that bizarro series when he was with the bulls before he got hurt, he was their best player and almost led them over the Celtics. Yeah. You know, so um, just on pure, just like lockdown Isaiah yeah. Thomas and playoff Rondo talent. Yeah, I agreed. So we're seeing the Celtics here with the shot of the last shot. Two point two seconds left. Looks like uh, Toronto might have the ball with a uh, last possession here. Probably like a jump ball. Uh, looks like a jump ball here. Looks like a jump ball. Yeah, we will be. Yeah. Not- Would I like yell at the crowd? I don't know who they're yelling at in Orlando. Uh, it's probably 
Rashid Wallace sitting at home. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, but so, yeah, like we said, Rondo is just outstanding. Um, obviously, LeBron's LeBron. And we're seeing like he's been locked in defensively this playoffs. And really kind of since the whole year he's been locked in defensively. He's been great defensively. But, you know, this playoffs particular, this, this series – He's been awesome. I mean, he's blocking yeah. shots. That chase down block he had on Austin Rivers last night to end the third was insane. And, you know, like some of the shots he was just making in the first half, Sean, were just like crazy. Like the shot difficulty of the stuff he's putting up was just nuts. And also, you know, Frank Vogel, like I don't know if he's going to get, you know, he's not going to get a ton of credit for this team because they're really talented with obviously having LeBron and AD, two of the five best players in the world. Yeah. But, Man, the adjustments he made were terrific. I mean, Dwight Howard is getting do not play coaches' decisions, and Dwight's been a huge part of the rotation all year. Uh, JaVale McGee literally played seven minutes in yesterday's game, and they were like, nope, we can't play. So they put LeBron at the five. Like, he was point center. Yeah, yeah. He was Nikola Jokic, basically. (laughs) You know, and like – But better. (laughs) But way better, yes. But played defense. Yeah. Um, So – there was one thing in particular I wanted to touch before I get your thoughts on the, on the, you know, everything I've already just talked about. And I had to laugh at it. I don't know if you saw this clip. So there's about five minutes to go in the game and the Lakers are up 10. There's a point in the game where like Rondo is arguing with a ref on a foul that was called on him on Harden. And he's like trying to prove his case. He literally walks up to Har- James Harden and wraps his arm around him to say like, he grabbed me like this. He did this to me. <laughs> And it was just awesome, just perfect. Um, so I was cracking up at that. And then also one last thing I wanted to say is uh, Kyle Kuzma has just learned to play defense in Orlando out of the blue. Like he's just been like really locked on, locked that's down. A, that's okay. That's okay. They yeah, don't I love it. They, you know, and those are the little things that you need from those kind of guys. You know, yeah. the guys that aren't going to, you know, uh, give you a ton of points or a ton of plays. If they just do a few good things right every game, it's huge. Let your big guys do it. But it's got to be a full team effort. And uh, Kuzma is part of that team. He's been a part of the team the whole season. So, um, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they how they continue to respond to um, the Rockets. Also, no, I kind of want to go back to the Rockets. So I know we were not really talking a whole lot. They've been shooting pretty well during this series. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Rockets being the Rockets. Um, but there was a lot of talk at the beginning of the season that there was no interest in bringing uh, Mike D'Antoni back uh, to the Rockets. And now they're saying that bringing Mike D'Antoni back is their number one yeah. offseason priority. What, what changed there? I just, I have to ask. I don't know because I mean, the way I they put they say it was up to Mike if he's coming back or not. Yeah, and but but like since they were you know so like off putting to him at the beginning of the season, like if I was him, you know, I mean, obviously, I don't think he's going to be able to go find another team that's that's better to coach, except you know maybe if there's an opening in Milwaukee. <laughs> oh man, oh, oh, yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know. Seven seconds or less with Giannis. I I'm curious to see like what what that might unlock with a Bucks team, but they because they've been such a good they were such a good defensive team. They were the best defensive team of the year. Um and uh, and let's just let's just go back to the Bucks. Let's just go back to the Bucks. We got to talk about the Bucks. What, we do. 
what what's going to happen with this team? Everyone's like, oh, what's going to happen with Giannis? There were even people throwing out, should they go ahead and trade him now? No. <laughs> no. No, you don't trade Giannis on Nakumpo. <laughs> We're afraid we're gonna we're gonna lose him in two years. <laughs> you know, we should trade him right now. But why that not way win you right get, now? <laughs> that way you get something for him. Like unless like, those are Celtics fans. <laughs> yeah, right. You I should saw, trade him right now. I saw like the Clippers Maybe. were like, we're gonna make a move for him. Like, what are you gonna give up, Paul George? Yeah, yeah. What are you, what are you gonna do in that situation? And, hey guys, would you take Pat Beverly for Giannis? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I, oh, huh? I just hold I on. Just... We'll throw in Patrick Patterson. Oh, ooh, Oof. Mm. and none of the draft picks we have because we gave them all to the Thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I I don't know. I don't I don't know what everyone's thinking. I don't. I honestly, Giannis Antetokounmpo, I I really, truly believe he is not a teamer upper. I agree, but I also think that at some point things are going to catch up to him. Sure, sure. And I feel like if he he's got he's when's his contract up next next year? 20, he's a free agent in 2021. 2021. So he's a free agent in 2021. So they have one year. Sign, so he can make it he can sign he can sign the supermax. Um which is going to be just an astronomical amount of money for him. Um mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, if you're a Bucks fan, you're probably a little bit scared right now. Uh, I don't think he's going to leave. However, things could change a year from now. Things yeah, I don't think change. he leaves this offseason. I think it's kind of like... Giannis Antetokounmpo needs to make the NBA Finals next year. Or I think he's going to make a serious career assessment. And it's not. I don't think it's going to be based on him wanting to go play with a friend or anything like that. It's going to be what organization is going to give me the best shot at winning a title? Yeah. And which could be Miami. It could be Miami. Could be Miami. Could be Toronto. You know, I know he's got a, you know, I, there's, you know, he's got a, uh, he's got a little bit of a supposed relationship with Uziri. Uh, so Uziri. Yeah. I, I also, I also found it really funny that like, Costas is like the Lakers are like signing Costas on Nakumpo, who like I guess can't even play basketball all that well. But they're like, you know, can you like tell your brother like how nice it is here? Like how nice it is here? You mean how nice it is in Orlando? <laughs> yeah. Can you tell him how great it is to play for the Lakers? They're probably calling Kareem like, hey, can you talk to him about like what it was like to leave Milwaukee to go to the Lakers? And how, how big that was for you? Like I'm, I'm sure that like, that's like – their their game plan like it's the continuous Caldwell Pope for LeBron thing all over again like oh absolutely absolutely um but not at the same degree sure yeah that was a little I, bit I mean I mean both moves are super transparent but um <laughs> it's uh, you know I I don't I don't see Giannis moving to LA uh to do that I think I I, I truly do think Giannis does want to beat the best person and he wants to be the man um <laughs> Yeah, it's why he didn't do Space Jam because he's like, I don't want to hang out with those guys. I want to compete against those guys. Which is which is uh, very admirable in my book. Um, sure, you know, could have made a ton uh, of money doing Space Jam. Uh, could have made it. Could have done it. Tim's like, he's so stupid. Yeah. Look at that paycheck he walked <laughs> that, away from. Look at that loser. He didn't want to be in the sequel to the greatest movie ever. Mm-hmm. Which you can check out our hoop cinema on our feed where we reviewed space jam. It's a good and episode. Yeah. It's a fun one. 
Um, I listened to it again fairly recently, and it was actually pretty fun to go back and listen to. That was a good. One. We have to revisit that sometime soon. Sometime yeah, soon when we uh, when we get out of our our. I feel like we're kind of in a we're in the we're in the the midst of the NBA playoffs <laughs> and stuff. But like, I feel like with everything going on in the world and everything, I feel like we're all just a little melted right now, and we're like, yeah, kind of. You know, so once we we get into a better spot, I feel like we can bring hoop cinema back and start start conquering some of those great movies. Because by God, Tim, I want to talk some Teen Wolf with you so bad. Man, I know, and I want to talk Uncle Drew because I more just want to tell our story when we saw it in theaters and how ridiculous it was. I know two grown men going to see Uncle Drew (laughs) on a Saturday. God bless Movie Pass. (laughs) Um, Rest in peace. So. Yeah, and you know we had a group text where we talked about yesterday, like if they lose, but his boot holes are going to be gone, and I do expect he will be gone. Um, I just think like now, some of the decisions he made through the series were awful. Um, sure, but this will kind of lead into our next thing. We're going to talk about what obviously we're still focusing on the Bucks. You got to think now that Billy Donovan's gone, and we're going to get to that later. Um, you got to think that Sam Presti is going to look to move on from Chris Paul at this point. If oh. you're the Bucks. You got to make that call, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, them and the Philadelphia 76ers, both teams. Um, He's perfect for the Sixers. He is by God perfect for the Sixers. I wish this was a year ago they would have done this and thrown him on the Sixers. It would have probably changed everything for that team. Uh, Because we talked about this, I want to say, like a year ago. I'm Uh, still mad we never got my Spurs Chris Paul fantasy. Never got it. Yeah. Yeah. Some late career Chris Paul. It is what it is. It is what it is. Maybe we'll get some, well, probably not. I was going to say, maybe we get some late career Anthony Davis. I was like, Pop's not going to be there then. <laughs> no. No. Agreed. Um, but, yeah, I think that you and I have been saying this now for a while, and obviously we could distract it for a little bit because the Bucks had this fantastic regular season where they were incredible, and uh, they, you know, they just kind of made things happen and won a ton of games and made had two all-stars. But I'm watching the games, you know, I'm watching this series, and I'm, I'm specifically watching last night's game because, you know, I know it's one of the standings. And I think to myself, I actually tweeted it, and I was like, you know who would be really helpful for the Bucks right now? Who? Malcolm Brogdon. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, yeah. And, and, and that's been the biggest discussion since then. You know, why, if you are in contention for a title, you need to be all in. You yeah. need to be all in to get it. And Malcolm Brogdon, his shooting the last year that he was there was great. His defense is great. He's a big guard. He's a much better basketball player in general than than Eric Bledsoe. And then, <laughs> and 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 and, and the, here's the thing. Here's the thing that they could have done. You could have paid the tax. All right. Yeah, just you do it. You're you're in a you're in a not market NBA team. You know, this isn't a, this isn't a big market uh, team. So you're going to build through the draft and trades. And they drafted Malcolm Brogdon. They drafted Giannis Antetokounmpo. You have to m- retain that talent. Chris, no, they didn't draft Chris Middleton. I'm sorry. They traded for him. Yeah. So, uh, well, Middleton, you said? Yeah, they didn't yeah, draft but, but him. But he, he was a second-round pick, though, right? Right, yeah. he yeah, was. So, I mean, so he, but, yeah, but he was homegrown, though. The player so. development, right, yeah. yeah so, so all those guys are their homegrown team and everything. It's like if you are not going to be able to drag you know, considerable talent through free agency, 
you have got to put all of your chips on the table because you know you don't know how many years you have out of any of these players. Any of them can have a catastrophic injury and be be done. And Giannis is at his absolute peak right now, and he's the best player on the planet, in my opinion. I don't and believe it anymore. You don't I do not it believe it anymore. You don't believe it anymore. That's no. Okay. We have 18 years of evidence, Sean, that it's LeBron James. 18 years. And he's not getting worse. You're also a LeBron homer, so you're blind. No, I would say this if it was freaking, you know, who's a basketball player I really hated? Um, I can't think of one at the moment. I like a lot of basketball Patrick players. Ewing? I like Patrick Ewing. But you wouldn't say he was the best player in no. basketball. I would say he should have had more MVP votes in his career. Maybe not won an MVP, but... Um, Ewing was soft. But, like, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, so I'm watching the playoffs last night. And I mean, LeBron James is a friggin' twenty-nine point half. Look, and I look, Tim. I totally agree with you on this. I will totally agree with you. He is the most remarkable athlete of his generation, and I we I know that we he's been so great for so long that we overlook his greatness and everything. But I think one-on-one tools. I think Giannis is the best right now. But I think he can't shoot threes. He can't shoot threes. He yet. can't shoot free throws. So, well, you know what? LeBron wasn't a great free throw shooter at this I point. Mean, he's still not, either. but he's better than 61%. He is. He is, you know? So, okay, here's this Do you take Kawhi over Giannis or do you take Giannis over Kawhi? Honest truth. Right now, pedigree, you know what you're getting from them every night, you know that what they do in the playoffs. Okay, okay. So, if, if I'm going through. <laughs> I'm going to take Kawhi. You're right. I'm yeah. going to take Kawhi, but Kawhi has proven himself. In that you have manner. a 100% healthy Kevin Durant. Um, I'm taking Giannis over. over. No! I'm taking Giannis. No, 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 I am. No, I am. And I'll tell you why. And I'll tell you why. Because the championships that he won – we're with the Warriors. Sean, he was the best player on the court in both those finals he won. I, I Against agree with LeBron. You. I agree. I agree. Giannis hasn't been able to get there. His team has not been able to get there. I don't think it's Giannis's fault. This is the same situation with LeBron James. Okay? LeBron James was not able to get his team to where he needed. Did he drag them to the NBA finals that one weird year in the 2000s? Yes, he did. Yeah. It was a weird year, but it was a bad year. It was not a good basketball year. It was not a good basketball year. He willed his way on there as a young player. That's great and everything. But it's like they kept throwing players at that team. They just kept throwing better players and better players and better players, and he still couldn't get over that hump. John, they were getting Antoine Jameson at like 37 years old. He was still good, though. He no, was he wasn't. Good. Yes, he was. He was still good. It doesn't matter. Their team was stacked all those years. There was no reason why they shouldn't have won titles those years. There was no reason. Like, they were stacked You're on high. all those games. No, I'm not. I'm You're not. high. I am not. John, no. he was going out there with Booby Gibson. <laughs> Booby Gibson was not, like, the lead man on the team, though. He had Mo Williams. Oh, my God. That's your point? Your point is Mo Williams? Mo was an all-star that year. Was Eric Bledsoe an all-star this year? He's got Chris Middleton. Who is an all-star? Who cares? But it's not the same two-time all-star. He's got Brooke Lopez, who has actually been, like, the best three-point no. shooting center the last five years. He is, he is, this, I'll be, let's, I'm going to go back to Brooke. Brooke, this was Brooke's best season. Yes. 
like, and I'm not talking like on like a point standpoint, he was the best basketball Brooke Lopez he could be this year, but I will still take him over that. Yeah, I will. I can't believe you're taking Giannis over healthy Kevin Durant. That is insane to me. I'm, I'm an insane person. I'm an insane person. I'm, I'm here to, to be the skip of this conversation today. So, so by this term, are you saying that if you're ranking the top four, hundred percent healthy guys, that you have Durant four out of Durant, Kawhi, Giannis, and LeBron? Is Durant healthy? Yes, Durant's healthy in this scenario. It is tough. There's a lot of talent right now. Yeah, it's probably the four best players in the world when they all are healthy. Where would you put him at? Where would you put Durant in, in the four? Two. You put him at two. You put, put him at two. So you'd put LeBron. You would put Giannis as the number four out of those four guys. I'd probably put him. Did you put him at three or four? I put him. Oof. Okay. I would put him four, but okay. no disrespect, because like we said, that's the four best players okay. in the world when they're all healthy. So so. But but we're saying this because he's he's been one of the best regular season players over the years. But he has oh he's a two time MVP. He's a I mean it's gonna MVP. he's gonna win MVP. He's gonna win. Oh, absolutely. What does this team need to do now at this point? Since because they, they they were stupid, they could have went ahead and they could have signed Malcolm Brogdon and traded him a year later if things didn't work out. Because I know they said oh he had injury concerns and bullshit. You don't want to pay him. So, so what do you do now at this point? You've, you've lost one of your best trade assets. You just let him walk for nothing. Yeah. You signed Eric Bledsoe. I mean, he's yeah. got a weird team. I mean, Brooke Lopez and, and Chris Middleton are great pieces on this team. Middleton is a great player. I agree. Like I said, Brooke Lopez – George Hill is really good for this team. George Hill is great too. George Hill has played well too, but these are role guys. Yeah. What do they need to do? If they get rid of coach Bud, this feels like, are they going to bring in Donovan? Is he going to be the guy who saves them? Is Dan Tony going to be the guy who saves them? Who is going to be the person who gets Giannis to the NBA finals at this point? I don't necessarily um, think it's completely on Giannis at this point. No, played, I, I agree with you. He played his ass off during that series. No, he I did. totally agree with you. But like, it's not like this is like, it's not like this hasn't happened multiple times. I mean, it has. This it team has. lost a game to Orlando, who they should have swept an average pie beat by 20 points a game. This team last year, they're up 2 0 in that series and really had game three in their pocket against Toronto and blew the whole series. Just like, yeah. let it all go. So yeah. it's not like this is like, a one-time sure. thing where we're like, oh, you know, luck just ran out and it just wasn't in their favor. I mean, they were going to make it to the conference finals. We were sure they were going to make it to the NBA finals this year, and they didn't do it. I was. So, yeah. I mean, I think all of us were. So, so I did say all... I thought Miami would be a bad matchup for them, but I wasn't going to go as crazy as say Miami would beat them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, nobody really truly believed that. Oh, and we're in double overtime. What a game. What a game, man. Yeah, Toronto just uh... – they don't want to go home yet. Don't blame them. I don't blame them either. Stay in Orlando They're probably like, a little bit. Yeah, Orlando or Toronto. Actually, I heard Toronto's pretty dope. I've never been. Yeah, yeah, especially this time of year. Yeah. So what do they do? What's, what's your answer? Doesn't it feel like it's going to be like that, like kind of like last-ditch effort like you mentioned for the Cavs before LeBron went to Miami? Like, they're going to go get like – the kitchen sink. They're going to go like try to get like some guy who's like equivalent to Shaquille O'Neal in that run – uh, they're gonna try to go get like their Antoine Jameson per se in this scenario where it's like 
See, you're getting Jameson now. I don't. I don't think they're bold enough to do that, though. I don't think the the Bucks franchise is super. I don't think they're super bold. Like I think that. they will make the call with OKC to get Chris Paul. They have um, to. They have I think to. that you know. I think that discussion will go pretty deep because if you watch the video that Paul put on the Thunder's Twitter account after they got eliminated. He spoke quite a bit like he felt like he was leaving. You and I talked about this last week. We felt oh, like he played his last game for the Thunder. This was a yeah. This was but like, let's like, see how it goes. And like we said, like, year, what is he going to be? 36, 37 years old? He's not older than, I think he's about the same age as LeBron. But he's still one of the best point guards in the NBA. It's just weird how these guys now, like when they age, they don't like oh. tear down as easily like they used to. I know. Granted, Chris Paul is. So he'll be 36 next year, which is. Oh, his, so he, he'll be, LeBron will be 36. So yeah, they're same age. Yeah, so so um, you're looking at that. He's he's a year older, and it's like, I mean, what, what do you you give up? Eric Bledsoe, obviously, some draft picks, whatever you have left to get it. You have to keep Middleton, um, make the money move and everything. But it's like, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know what they do either because I don't know. That's a tough one, man. Like I just uh, they don't really have a ton of trade pieces, you know. Like they don't, and that's and that's the issue um, with that team right now. It's like they've, you know, Brogdon. If they were to just went ahead, I mean, you know what? Like I, I'll, I'll give you a, an example of this. You know, about ten years ago when the Orlando Magic were really back in the shuffle. Every year they made a move to stay in contention. Mm-hmm. They were always kind of off the wall moves, but the year they got Richard Lewis, you know, mm-hmm. and then they ended up uh, overpaying JJ Redick to stay. They overpaid Marson uh, Gortat to stay. Um, they, um, uh, they, they went ahead and they, they made a trade for Vince Carter at one point. Like they did these moves to stay in contention. And that and was keep Dwight happy. And they, and they had to keep Dwight happy until that completely fizzled out and they couldn't do anything else. They made moves every year. Uh, you know, they brought in heat and, you know, Hidu was there. And I mean, it was like, you know, they, they just kept doing stuff to keep things going. And I, that step last year of retaining Brogdon and, you know, not, you know, they could have went into the tax, paid him. They were contending. He was a great player. It has truly came back to just, bite them in the ass it has i agree and you know i don't know um you know it's not like they have a great draft pick this isn't a great draft you could trade up and get a player you know this isn't a situation where they can go like trade up and get poku to put next to lot Giannis, which would be awesome that would be so awesome but it's just there isn't a lot of assets this year especially because we don't know when the season starts we don't know what the salary cap's going to be because of all the delays another big thing Yeah. yeah there's so many mysteries to go like we have a tentative date for the NBA draft at this point, and the NBA finals are supposed to start in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I, so it's I, like, and it's, I mean, it's pretty much all confirmed that the NBA season probably, the next NBA season probably won't start until next year. Right. Because if we're, if you're bumping the draft back till uh, November 18th is what I think the rumor day is right now. Yeah, you can't start um, on Christmas. There's just no way. You can't start on Christmas because that means you'd have to jump into training camp the next week. And it's like all these players have been down in Orlando. They want to go home and get the hell out of there. And it's like, it's, I mean, honestly, I, I could see it starting in, in February. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Because, I mean, normally the offseason is about five months. Maybe you start in February. 
Like, but it's like what my whole thing. The, the one year we were going to go to the All Star game. I know. It's just so weird because, like, the thing I keep coming back to on this is, you know, when do you start next season? How's the what? How's it affect it? And now it's like, okay, say you do that. Are you going to play like how baseball is? Are you going to play fifty games with no breaks? That's not very good for basketball. Like, no, no, no. So. I don't know, man. Um, There's a lot of question marks right now. Uh, what's going on? Because you know they've they've lost some time, obviously, with the, um, you know, the protests and and things of that nature. That's pushed them back a couple days, and and um, it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens. And and there's just so much uncertainty right now. Um, it's really hard to to build a team or make moves or or do anything until everything is you know, until we get to free agency. I mean, it's just, it's a lot of uncertainties. Yeah. Even though we don't know what free agency looks like, like, no, no, especially, you know, Drummond opted into Cleveland, which we knew he yeah. would, cause that's too much money. Um, is DeMar DeRozan going to be the best player on the market? Because that doesn't sound fun. Like, no. And, and, and I, you know, Brian Winhurst uh, talked about this a little bit the other day and he said that, you know, the one thing that is going to happen, uh, it's going to be a very trade heavy off season. Um, because the free agent stuff's not going to really be a thing this year. So it's going to be very trade heavy. Um, we can see a lot of movement uh, in the off season, which, you know, will make things interesting. Um, see what they can do. Um, especially a team like the Bucks. the Bucks are definitely, um, they will 100% make some sort of probable, probable trade. Um, and I imagine Eric Bledsoe will probably be part of that in some fashion or another. For the Bucks' sakes, they better hope so. Because Bledsoe is the opposite of Rondo, where he's pretty good in the regular season and woof in the postseason. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, let's get to, real quick, because I know, you know this Boston game, Toronto game still going on as we're recording. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Clippers and Nuggets series. Now, last week, if you remember, I made the joke that if I could pick the Clippers in three, I would. Well, the B- Nuggets won a game, and it's a 2-1 series now, and... Right now, at this moment, it is nine to three Clippers with six fifty-five to go in the first. Obviously, way too early to dictate anything's going to happen in the game. But most boring even, season in bas- most boring series in basketball, huh? Yeah. Like I like I'm so I'm so disconnected from that series. I kind of keep forgetting. I don't thing. care about it at all. I, I I know there's there's people that are like hardcore Nuggets fans. They're like, you should be caring about it. You should care about this. And it's like, ah, I don't. I, the Clippers. No, are we know you. We know you guys are gonna lose. So like, why should we watch you guys? Like, yeah. cool. You might make it six games. Great. They're, they're a team that is due for a move. Like they have all this homegrown talent, and they've been together for what three years now. And every year we just, oh God. Jokic is just unbelievable and you know and it's like the second coming of Will Chamberlain he has not ascended to that level yet guys no like he's an all-star don't get me wrong he is a great basketball player but he is not on the level of those four guys we talked about earlier I'm gonna laugh so hard when Nikola Jokic has a game in this playoff series where it's like the Nuggets keep it really close and they're trying to keep the series alive. It's like three one or three two. It's a two point game with a minute and a half to go. Jokic misses a rebound and has a foul ninety four feet from the court to lose the game. Yeah, happens. I mean, he just always has this dumb other side of the court plays where he like just likes to throw heaves. Like he's he's not Kevin Love. He's not that good at outlet passes in that circumstance. And just always has like situations like that where it's like, 
he's like he's awesome. He's super good. And I know there's a lot of people in the league that prefer him over Carl Anthony Towns, and I totally understand it. But like when I watch Towns play compared to him, I don't see those dumb turnovers. Like those dumb fouls way too far away from the basket. And you know, like so that's the way like that's why I've always favored Towns over him because I felt like yeah, he might not be able to pass as well as Jokic, but he doesn't do dumb things like that all the time. Um neither here nor there. Yeah. But I will say that I think like you know, the Clippers are just too good and they're just like they have been for everybody. But even though that is the case, I just don't feel like they're that great together. Like individually, that team has a ton of talent. And you know it, obviously, they win a lot of games. They're number two in the West for a reason. We've been wanting this Lakers-Clippers fi- uh, conference finals since, you know, July last year when everything started happening. And, you know, they split the series 2-2 where they won the first two against the Lakers and the Lakers won the next two. But they're not fun to root for. We've been very open about this. They're not a cool team. Like, no. Marky, you know, Marcus Morris, you've heard me talk about him a million times in this show. Um, Pat Beverly is not very likable. I don't understand why people love him so much. And it seems like they still don't know how to play together. Like, which is scary because if they do find their stride in these next few weeks, they should win the title. But I don't know if they're going to get it together in time because those games, like when I watched them play the Nuggets, I'm like, you guys should be beating these guys by 25 every night. Yeah, but they also have Kawhi. So there's that too. He's pretty awesome. He's he's pretty great in the playoffs. He's so. like the one likable guy on their team that I'm like, yeah, you know, Kawhi. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I like Montrez Harrell. I do like Montrez. Yeah. yeah, he's a good he's a good success story there. I like yeah. him too. Um Yeah, so I think we're both checked out of that series. We think Clippers are going to win. I hope, you know, we hope we can see the the battle of LA. We've been waiting for it all year, so that's that's a big thing. Yeah, but, I agree. But before we go, we got to talk we got to talk a few more things. We're going to talk about 2K. We're going to talk about Billy Donovan, too. Okay, Billy Donovan left. Do you want to talk about 2K first? No, let's talk about Billy Donovan real quick. Okay, cool. So so he, he leaves. They've mutually parted ways. Yeah. Did you see the – so apparently the report was that Sam Presti knew what the meeting was going to be. So when they met to talk about the future, he just brought like a cooler, a cooler full of beer, and they just <laughs> sat around and drank beer and talked. And like talk no. about like memories and stuff. Like like they knew that was gonna be it. Yeah, like they were like, Your contract's up, you know, we're going in a different direction. Sure. You know, so you I thought probably that was pretty... want to get the hell out of here anyway. Yeah. Right, exactly. It's good uh, that you can have one of those conversations with someone, just honestly, you know, just you know, part mutually, you know? Yeah, he's gonna be like, You guys remember like we couldn't get out of the first round? He's like <laughs> You guys remember in a playoff series you gave me Enos Cantor to play? Like, yeah. 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 But um, Donovan's awesome. I mean, he's such a really good coach. Like, he's oh, a really yeah. good player development guy. So, and at first, like, there was a while where I thought the NBA might be too big for him. And there were stretches where he kind of seemed like it. But once he settled in, like, even after Durant left, oh, what he yeah. was able to do for those years to still make the playoffs with, like, you know, Victor Oladipo not being Victor Oladipo yet. And, you know, losing Demonis Sabonis, and they're still really good. Yeah. Um, the Paul George thing this year with Chris Paul and, like, all those young guys. He, he squeezed a lot of talent out of them this year. He did. Yeah, and there's a lot of teams kind of 
I know there's a lot of discussion of like, will he go back to college? And that was nipped in the butt immediately. It seems like, you know, a lot of people have this feeling the NBA is where he wants to be. And obviously the two teams that have jumped the most in that conversation of who could coach, who could have Billy Donovan next year are the 76ers. So or how Elton Brand still has a job, I don't know. And the Chicago Bulls. So I really like the idea of Billy Donovan coaching the Bulls. Do I think it's going to happen? No, probably not. No. Um, it would be awesome. It would be a great fit for them. It's, it's Develop too, all those young guys. It's too splashy of a move. Yeah, it's too like, oh, we're going to have to pay you money. Yeah, yeah. And they're already um, playing Boylan. Yeah, exactly. So, but if I am, you know, if I'm the Bulls, if, I, if the Bulls were smart, which they're not, we will preference this. We know very well they are not. We know who they are. I would send that offer in a heartbeat. I would put a bl- I would give them a blank check and say like, write what you want. Let's make this happen. Yeah. Because I think you'll be go perfect for them. Go all in. Snag up a snag up a good coach for once. You know, don't yeah. you know, um and, and that's what they need to do. However, Philly, um, if I'm Billy Donovan, it's a very attractive destination for me. You know, it is a little bit of a mess right now, but straightening that out making some moves uh, might make that team very appealing. I agreed. Yeah, I for sure agree. Should be um, way more appealing to me than, than going to Chicago. Um, but also we're talking bucks too. We, if, if Bud ends up going, I think that's definitely a possibility as well too. Yeah. I'm surprised that like when the bulls and Sixers jobs came open, no one was like, what about the idea of Jason Kidd? Because <laughs> it's like yeah. he's linked to like everything. <laughs> Jason Kidd is linked to every coaching opening ever. It's like immediately he's on the phone like, hey, what you got? Yeah. <laughs> do you remember Do you remember when they hired Frank Vogel with the Lakers and we're like, like and Jason Kidd's the assistant coach. We're like, oh, he won't make it past the middle of the year. Yeah. And now we're like, oh, he's great. Like, well, he's always been oh. really good. But like. Frank Vogel's a great coach. Yeah, he is. Agreed. Um, so. Yeah, I think that you know, Donovan's going to have options, especially because there's a few openings in the Eastern Conference. Um, you know, one being gone, obviously, I'm sure he would have loved to have that Nets job. That would have been pretty cool if Steve, you know, if Steve Nash didn't get it. Um, I actually watched Steve Nash's presser today, and I was really impressed with it. He, oh, yeah, yeah. He's going to – I I, really I'm, believe that's going to work. I'm very excited for Steve Nash. And I am team. too. I, like, I, I don't like that team, but I'm excited for Steve, and I really want to see – like – this could be either a complete epic disaster or this could be a Steve Kerr type situation where he knows exactly what he's doing. And, uh, and we'll see. I'm, I'm curious to see what'll happen. Cause I, I, Steve, Steve Nash is such a likable guy to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, it's a, it's a great hire for the Brooklyn Nets. Absolutely great hire. Yeah. I'm Outside with you. of the box. I love it. But um yeah, so we got a lot of co- we got a lot of coaches floating out there in the space right now. We got a lot of openings. There's definitely going to be more openings by the time this thing's all done. So it's going to be interesting to see how all of that shakes out. Yeah, I agree. Wow, the Raptors are up four with 30 seconds to go in double OT. They, they might they might have this. They we might, might have a game have seven. This. Might have a game seven, which I'm totally okay with. Uh, and with that being said, Toronto somehow makes it to the conference finals without. Kawhi Leonard, what does this say about this club? It says they're a damn good call club. They've got the best club. coach in the NBA. Yeah. I truly believe Nick Nurse is the best coach in the NBA. I'm, I'm with you too, man. I'm with I you truly too. believe it. I'm with so you let's, too. Let's talk about 2K. Uh, quick reactions. It's been out for about a week now. Uh, what do you like? What do you not like? 
anything that's jumped out to you? Um, so, um, I don't know how your situation was. So, well, I still can't shoot threes. You still can't shoot threes. So you, uh, you tried to reserve a copy at GameStop as well. Is that correct? And you did. So my copy was sold out. So I had to get a digital copy this year. Yeah. Did you get a digital as well? I did. Okay. Which I don't like doing, but I went ahead and do anyway. Uh, we both got the Mamba edition. Uh, mm-hmm. $99 gives you the future generation copy along yep. with the copy for this year and pretty much all of your um, um, work basically will transfer over. Um, which I like. Which which is, yeah, I wouldn't have even bought the game if it wasn't going to do that. Same. Uh, too much time. Um, now, there has been so much talk about how bad the shooting is this year. And we talked about this in group text a lot, but uh, basically what has happened in NBA 2K this year is all of the YouTubers and the, the pro gamers, people that aren't me and Tim, like me, me and Tim are not pro gamers in any scenario at all. And those guys complained that they were getting beat by casual gamers so much with total cheese moves and games and things of that nature. And now they have made it completely skill-based and we have both quickly realized that we have no skills. Nope. And I, I feel like about four fifths of the, uh, the NBA 2k population have also noticed this and it has angered a ton of people to a point where 2k has had to do two hot fixes on the shooting um and uh i don't uh and i still can't shoot i still can't i find now they fix the shooting so two two days ago there's there's four different was there four different levels there's rookie pro all-star hall of fame and there's superstar too yeah okay so there's five levels so um hall of fame is absolutely just terrifying like, you can't even hit a layup if you're if you're contested at all and you're Shaquille O'Neal and Muggsy Bogues is underneath of you, you'll miss the layup. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's incredible how hard this game is. You have to shoot seventy percent <laughs> and win by thirty, or else you lose by fifteen. Yeah, which I would I win close every game. I win by like six when I used to win domination games by like twenty five. Yeah, yeah, it's it's total rhyme or reason. I'm in a good groove right now because I'm playing my team and stuff. And a couple, same. About, about an hour ago, I ended up beating the Thunder by 36, which was I, I don't even I was thinking I might have accidentally pressed rookie on it. They were easy, but for no rhyme or reason. But it is so hard, and the shot stick is incredibly difficult to use. I don't use it. And did you back out of it too? Have you stopped yeah. using it? Okay, I I, I um, use it. I don't know because there's a thing that people are like you can turn off the shot meter. I haven't figured that out yet. How to do that? I'm I'm not. I, I like the shot meter. I don't like it. Like I, I don't know why they changed that from last year. The shot meter was fine from last year. It I was. was so used to it. Um, I was able to actually hit shots, green things quite often, and now it's it's very difficult to do that. And I feel like um, even though they've made now, I, I played some games on pro today, and I'm back to just killing teams on pro. Like I can shoot threes, open threes are going in, open shots. I'm making layups I'm supposed to be making. Like it makes sense. But at this point in time, the game is too hard for the casual gamer in my opinion. I agree. And we will do our 2K reactions episode fairly soon. Yes. Um, I did go ahead and put our Laker rosters into the new game. And they look sweet. Very nice. I was very happy the Lakers had the Mamba edition jerseys as an option. 
very happy about that. Yes. Um, played a little bit of everything else. I uh, played a little bit of the my career just so because we don't have like a you know a season to play right now. Sure. Uh, and I dig it. I don't know why when I did my face scan I ended up being an African American man. Happened with me too. I had to I had to change everything. I got a I got a pretty good scan after I, I changed some stuff. I thought that it was it was about as close as I was going to get. It wasn't as good as my scan from maybe three years ago, but the face scans are always iffy. I'm hoping they really find a way to to fix that. A couple of years ago, you were able to do it um, with your PlayStation camera, mm-hmm. and those were phenomenal scans. Where yeah. is is doing it with your phone and you know turning your head and everything i think i feel like you're getting like jumbled faces and they never get things right or they take the worst feature about your face <laughs> that you hate and they really exaggerate it i know like it always looks like i have a mouthful of food like when i have my picture like yeah, my like, cheeks are look, always like yeah like i look like a like my my cheeks i look like a chipmunk like i'm like <laughs> And then, it's, like, it's my hair hangs, so, like, when they take a picture, you'll, like, see, like, it looks like my hair is, like, scars in my forehead on my character. Yeah. yeah I'm like, what so is weird. this? Well, what I try to do when I take my picture, I, I do it where it's just right here. So I cut out my hair just a little bit, so it's just my face, and then I add the hair and then, and then change it. But it is um, the first haircut. The haircut I had was fine, but my hair was white absolutely <laughs> white i look like dennis rodman and i was like this isn't it so i had to go back and fix it but um my overall reactions i haven't been super impressed with it it's it's way too complicated right now um it's kind of alienated me i've been grinding through games and i've been winning them but it's they're as i as i told you they're sweaty man there's some sweaty games and um i don't even want to jump online and play anybody at this point no although you know if i'm able to beat some guy i'm able to beat the computer on hall of fame at this point like by 30 something because I'm just playing so gritty and, and sweaty every game. I might be able to beat somebody online, but I don't even want to do it. Cause I'm just going to get frustrated. And I, and I cannot stress this enough. I hate playing online. Me too. Unless it's the end of the year and you got a great team. It's uh, it's just, uh, it's just really good. So uh, we did game seven. A, we got a game seven. Toronto ended up beating Boston 125, 122. And uh, oh, they're talking smack. They're talking smack, Marcus. Love Smart, it. And, Love it. Uh, and Powell. That's fine, though. That's fine. We'll, we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll come back next game and see what happens. So yeah, it's like yeah. <laughs> I love when people talk smack and they've lost. I know. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like, dude, sit down. You just like, you just. I'll see. You just, I'll see you in a couple nights. Yeah. See you in a couple nights from now. So yeah. Ooh. So right now, before we get off the air, because this will be this game will be played probably. Win seven. Who will win game seven? Well, Tim, you have first. Yeah, who do you have, to, do you have one in game seven? Um, I'm going to go with Boston. Who, what about you? I don't know. Momentum seems to be in the area of the Raptors. I, I'm, I'm going to go, with, I'm, I'm gonna go with, with Boston. They look pretty pissed. <laughs> yeah. I would pick Boston. Too, but I would not be shocked if Toronto wins it by any means. Wouldn't be shocked, cr- yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if Toronto wins. I wouldn't be shocked if Boston wins either. I wouldn't be shocked if the Heat win. Yeah. So we'll go ahead and wrap this up for this week's edition of 48 Minutes. Uh, thank you all for tuning in, whether it was on Facebook, the podcast feed, or on YouTube. We definitely appreciate it. Um, we'll be back next week. We had a couple episodes coming up. We're really excited there for you guys. So um, everyone, thank you for everything, and have a great night.